Hey everybody, Denise here. Uh, Before you get started listening to this episode with Ashley and Nicole, I did just want to throw out a trigger warning. We do talk about um, eating disorders and body dysmorphia in this episode, so just be advised if that is a tough subject for you. Uh, you may want to think about the right time to listen. All right, everybody. Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of Mental Maintenance. Kind of fun that today is episode 34 because we have returning guests from episode four joining us today. I know we've done 30 episodes since then. It's pretty wild. And it was August, 2019 when you guys, when your guys's episode aired. Oh, oh almost okay. 30 years yeah, ago. No, we're getting old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's what it said. Yeah. August 19, 2019. Oh, that's so weird. It feels like literally yesterday. Yeah, I know. Jordan and I had two whole babies in between that <laughs> we did I graduated from my barista <laughs> job to my big girl job so now yeah I know we need to get into that so um if you haven't figured it out yet we have Ashley and Nicole here with us we are going to be catching up with them and seeing how uh how they're doing yeah we're so happy to have you guys back Thanks for having us. Yeah, we really appreciate coming back on. <laughs> now, it was actually weird when Jordan reached out to me. I was thinking about it like the week before. Okay, same. I had been thinking about yeah. it just because I was like, damn, I've come so far in the last, like, I mean, I've come far and come back down and up and down. Yeah, but yeah. in the past, like, three years now, I didn't realize it had been three years. But it's been a yeah. lot. So I had been thinking about it. And I was like, no, like they don't want to have repeat people on there. Like, I'm not going to do that. I reached out the first time. We're not going to reach out again. Yeah. 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 I mean, the episode, your guys' episode was one of the most listened we've ever had. So um, it made sense to Denise and I, that if we were going to have anybody come back on, we absolutely wanted to touch base base with you gals. So it, I, it's cool how like full circle, it all kind of like worked out. Yeah. 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 Um, so why don't we just kind of get into it? Who wants to start um, with kind of a quick summary of what's going on in the past three years? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I like I've had a lot of, I left Sunrise, so I was a barista for nine years, left being a barista, yeah, long time. Uh, and I became a real estate agent. Everything like fell into my lap so perfectly how everything happened. I decided I was going to leave Sunrise. And I told my friends, I'm going to be in real estate. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they were texting me back and they're like, oh my gosh, this girl came through. She's looking for someone to put on her team that weekend. I like, met up with her and I like, met her through the coffee, through the coffee hut. And we set up <laughs> a time to like meet and like, just boom, boom, took, did the class, took the test within three months. I started, the, I started the class in October on October 1st. And then I got my license December like passed my test December 23rd or something yeah nice basically was like nope I'm doing it and I did it did you have to take it more than once um I I did have to take it more than once um I could have passed it my first time but I had just gotten out of my 
previous relationship like a no. week and a half before that test and by the time I got to the state portion because it's two different it's a general portion and then it's a state portion mm-hmm. by the time I got to the state portion I was shaking and I like couldn't think and so I just answered all the questions I missed by one oh. like one and I didn't even try so yeah. like then a week later I went to Anchorage and took it again I think I maybe got like four questions like wrong really like, I was ready for that test That's like impressive. I was gonna take it yeah. like yeah, so I, I had to take it twice, which was such a bummer. So I wanted to just do it first time, but um, I killed it last year. Mm-hmm. I'm doing well this year so far, so I'm, I'm excited for those change. But let me tell you, real estate is stressful. <laughs> stressful job, and well, especially right now. Yes, yeah, it's been crazy, <laughs> and it's <laughs> funny because we work in the same like, yeah. industry. Industry, yeah. Or Ashley, like I oh. get all the front end of their stress. Yes, yeah, yeah. I could not even imagine being at Title the last two years. Oh, let me tell you about it. Yeah, <laughs> please. It's it's. I know it's been rough. Yeah, but with the stress comes, you know, fighting off triggers that come up because feeling like you're a little out of control sometimes, because you're everyone's pulling you in a different direction and. Like, I know we talked about control in the last episode. So, like, feeling like I need to grasp something for control um, has definitely been challenging. I'll say that. It's finding a coping mechanism. A healthy one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A healthy one. (laughs) Do you think real estate, like, transitioning and, like, learning that career, has it shown you that you've had to create and have more boundaries? Because when I think of real estate, I think of, of, like, um a variable like schedule. I think of it very open, right? I think of yeah. people calling you and contacting you at all, all the time. hours. So I can only imagine yeah. that you have to be like really strict in your own boundaries, personal and professional. Yes. And I'm so, I will say I'm very bad at it. And I'm just now like recently trying to learn how to set boundaries. Like my phone does not like, I will answer my phone for people between 7am and 9pm. So like, that's a huge window, but it's just, that is what it is. But there's times like at lunch, like I had a lunch with some, one of the loan officers today that was dedicated for lunch. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't going, even though it was work, like I put my phone down and like when I cook dinner, like I know, put my phone down. Um, so trying to balance the free-ish schedule and like my own schedule, like within that, when I work Mm -hmm. such long hour days I mean you're never like on the clock or off the clock I guess yeah I would say I'm always on never off (laughs) (laughs) I don't I mean I love it I don't I don't mind there is sometimes we're like it's 8 p.m I I have not even been home I've been at the office I've done all my showings and now I have to turn around and write three offers and it's 8 p.m well and then I'll come to the office and I have emails from realtors at 2 a.m yeah and I'm like yeah yeah, I'm good about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can't. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. It's got to be tough, right? Because like figuring out how to set those boundaries, but also, you know, like the less boundaries you have, like the faster you are at it, the, the faster you get back with people, the more people are going to like you, the more likely they're going to use you. Like, and that's your, your income. I mean, what a tough thing to like prioritize hard to prioritize I think I already struggled prioritizing myself in general so like then to go into a career where like you have to learn how to prioritize yourself and you have to have like me time 
and I feel guilty. Like when yeah. you know, if, I, if it's 7 PM or, and I decide I'm having mm-hmm. girls night that night and I have a client calling me at 8 PM. Like if the girls are distracted, like there's a, a 50, 50 chance I'm going to take that phone call. Yeah. And totally. So it's hard sometimes, especially if it's a Friday night and someone's mm-hmm. like calling you. Cause they're like, we want to see this house so bad. And like get in there and I'm like, if I I can make it happen. Like, <laughs> at home in North Pole, and you're, that's all the way out in Fox. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. So it is what it is, though. I really, I really do enjoy it. I thrive off stress. So even though being stressed out all the time is not necessarily good, like, I, if it's calm, like, I'm going to create some type of chaos to, like, be well and <laughs> to do well. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. <laughs> yeah. Completely. Um, good yeah no yeah I got my life update (laughs) well actually actually have you been at title this whole time yes Um, yeah since I moved back I had the job before I moved back um and it's been insane it I've been so lucky with how quick I've moved up and I feel like I have a lot more responsibility there than I you're on a really good team too I'm on a really good team and I mean our office is kind of like, I don't want to offend anybody that might listen. We're kind of like the dominating title mm-hmm. department. Um, but also with COVID and then just last year with like the interest rates, we got freaking slammed. And then I moved up to a title officer, but I'm still kind of helping out my assistant. So it's just, I don't know. It's been stressful. It's been so stressful. <laughs> and then we kind of, so like Nicole, she goes out and like, she gets the clients, gets the deals, you know, and then it comes to us. But then once they place an order, they have to wait for quite a while because we have five people doing every single like title examination. But then we're also getting yelled at. Why aren't you guys moving faster? And we're like, we can only work 11 hours a day. Like, <laughs> And so it's a really satisfying job, but it's also a really thankless job at the same time, you know, because yeah. I feel like the lenders, they get their payoffs and then like the realtors, you know, they get like the pretty picture and then we're just like, Hey, <laughs> you know, like yeah. we facilitated yeah. this transaction and like, I don't know, it's extremely stressful and it's kind of, I think title gets the, sh- the short end of the stick oh, out of the three of us, out of lenders, the realtors and title. I think title definitely gets the, well, we're, the should end. we're the bad guys. And like, but we, we take that on and like, we understand and we get it. Like let's say we have a fussy realtor or something or like a lender, we get that that's their commission. That's their livelihood, you know, and it's really easy to like fall into my file. is just a file versus this is how that realtor may be their only deal. Right. That's how they're making their commission. Or if I don't record this file, that person's not getting into their house until tomorrow. And then it's just, a ripple effect. Yeah. Well, it's and such it's- high stakes, right? Cause you're talking about like this huge right. thing for people, like each person, it could be their first house. It could be their only house that they're ever going to be able to afford. It could be, I mean, it's so emotional, like such high stakes emotions. Well, I. It's some people are so happy. They're buying their first house. The person selling their husband or wife could have passed away. That's why they're selling it. Or they're going through a nasty divorce. Yeah. Right. And then it's really hard because we're the ones that are telling everybody, okay, we have the report out. This is what you need to do. 
and let's say somebody's husband passed away and they weren't entitled. Now we're telling them let's go to probate to the courts and we're the bearer of like the bad news. And so it's definitely, it's been a lot, but I'm really thankful for my company and like the opportunities I've gotten and all the responsibility I have, you know, sometimes I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? What do I have that like you guys are trusting me so much? Um, and sometimes I think we're still like in our eyes, we still see ourselves as these like young women. I'm like, I'm 16 totally. years old. Why yeah. are you trusting me? With and then all of a sudden it's like, dang, like I'm helping people like with some of the biggest purchases of their life, mm-hmm. like buying a home. It's like, me? Yeah. <laughs> are you, you sure? You? Like, yeah. hell yeah, I'll help you. Like, <laughs> me enough. But like, I still see myself as this little girl. And in the industry, like, I feel like right now it's very heavy, like, there's older, there's younger realtors. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of in between. And mm-hmm. so like, it's exciting mm-hmm. for me to see younger realtors, like get into the industry because now I don't get, I mean, like I look young to begin with, but sometimes people look at me and they're like, oh, she's just a young girl. And like, I'm going to try and pull one over on her. And it's like, no, I'll be very quick to defend for my go to bat for my clients every time. And mm-hmm. I think it surprises some people sometimes when they're like, oh, like, even though she's like last year, like people were testing me. It's like, just cause I'm quote unquote new. Like I knew what I was talking about. I did 24 deals. So it's like, I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So it's that young being young in the industry kind of, yeah, I, it felt daunting at first, but now I'm kind of like, all right, like, let's take it. Like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. yeah. Super confident now. And then with Yukon or Stuart title, whatever. Um, it's funny. You left sunrise. Yeah. And then I joined sunrise. So I work seven days a week, um, Monday through Friday at UConn and then Saturday, Sunday, sunrise. And I freaking, I love it there. Like, (laughs) like it sounds so messed up. I love it. It's my downtime. Yeah. My downtime. I wake up at five 30, I go, Mm -hmm. but I'm interacting with clients and they're happy. I'm just giving them coffee. I'm not messing up their their livelihood. I can pay for a $4 drink that I messed up. I can't yeah. reimburse like <laughs> thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do that and like I freaking love it, but then also I'm burning myself out at the same time. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a insane schedule. It is. But it's also extremely frustrating. Yeah, it's frustrating because I'm doing it to myself and then I know why I'm doing it and I've worked through a lot of stuff with my therapist. Why do I have to work seven days a week? But we can get into that. Um, <laughs> yeah, my- this other stuff, like my family left, my parents moved to Texas. I'm now responsible for the house. Wow. You know, I'm in a great relationship, but like, it's just, it's been a, it's been rough for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my um, questions that I had for you guys was in the last episode, both of you guys had said you had started going to um, counseling and therapy in that your, I think we asked just like, what were your intentions like moving forward with it all? And I know Nicole, you had said like, my intentions are to just like, keep going, but also like not have a plan. Like, I just want to yeah. like go and like not have any really ex- like big expectations. So I'm curious to see, um, are you guys still seeing a counselor? And then how do you feel like that's going since the last time we ta- talked with you? I have on and off been in therapy since then. Currently I'm not because I turned 26 last year and I lost my health insurance. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I have, I have to, yeah, right. So I have to pay for it out of pocket. So it became a little expensive um, during a slow period for me for work. So I was just like, yeah, it's one expense. Like, yes, I probably should be putting my money there, but I decided not to. And um, I definitely feel like the not having a plan it definitely went well. Like I do like the not having a plan plan, like did <laughs> execute well. There was a lot of 2020 was like, uh, probably, I know everyone can say this was like the biggest year of health, like probably toss up for one of the worst years of my life. And to like, not have a plan was very stressful for me, but I feel like it also put me into positions where it was like, I tried to make a plan, like, this is what I was going to do, but it, when it didn't feel right for me, I could be like, okay, let me step back, like, and just, like, reevaluate, like, is this the right plan for me, like, moving forward, and it really helped. I'm not, the anxiety is still there a lot, but I'm not so hyper-focused on, like, okay, what's next? Like, I have to deal with what's right in front of me right now before I can even try to process what's coming up in the future. And that was a big struggle of mine before was obsessively worrying about tomorrow. And like the next day I'm like, how is tomorrow going to look? What am I going to do to perfect tomorrow? Cause I did so poorly today. And then when tomorrow happened and I couldn't execute tomorrow, then yeah. it was just like a really bad trickle effect. So yeah. having to get that under control. And I did with, thankfully with real estate, they really created a solid routine for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't remember if the last episode I was still talking to my therapist in North Carolina, um, but I went that whole period basically between the last episode and four months ago without a therapist. Oh, wow. And I, I'll be honest, like my story right now is completely different than Nicole's. Um, I've not been doing well. I really relapsed and like, I was at this point where I was basically like, I'm going to kill myself, not me kill myself, but like, I'm going to die essentially if I don't get this shit under control. But then I was questioning, like, do I want this shit under control? Like, yeah. I don't know. And so finally it got to a point where I was like, I can't continue like this. I need to do something. And so thankfully actually with COVID and I kept on like saying there's no therapists in Fairbanks that I like that are like eating disorder specialists and or, yeah, anything yeah. along the body image eating. Disorder yeah, there's, I think like, I don't know how many, but I kept on using that as like an excuse, you know, like there's no one here, like blah, blah, blah. And then with COVID a lot of other ones opened up to do video calls. Mm -hmm. So there's a million in Anchorage and like down there. And so COVID's been terrible, but that actually opened up that door for me. And I found one who it's been really challenging, um, but she's kind of changing my mindset and how I approach my mental stuff. Um, but I mean, I feel like I'm fresh into therapy, so it's really raw and vulnerable and yeah. it gets a little worse before it gets mm -hmm. better yeah kind of I've been in that limbo stage for the past few months you know so I mean it's good though I I that that is one thing that came out of COVID that I was so thankful for 
not, you know, just myself, for so many people, it like one encouraged more people to find a therapist or a counselor because they didn't feel that pressure of having to physically go Mm -hmm. in or like find someone that was physically in your town. Like that was when therapy was the same thing. Cause I get so much anxiety just going to therapy is like, that's a whole ball game. Like having to calm down for the first 15 minutes of your therapy session. Like I just, I feel like I wasted 15 minutes because I'm sorry. Cause I'm not even there yet. Yeah. To be able to come in and like, it was in, I was in my own bed. A lot of times I was in bed, just like, it's not a lot. I'm like, yeah, nope, yeah. I'm content. I'm not, let me get an iced coffee. Like I do it in the downstairs of our office. We have like a basement and it's like files and files and files. And I'm pretty sure she thinks I like live in a dungeon. <laughs> every time it's on, I just have like books and books and books behind me. And it's like grimy and gross. And I'm where I'm at work like I have a real job it's okay I did it on FaceTime like a basic like a kind of like a FaceTime call one time basically because I couldn't I could I was in between an inspection and then I had a showing like immediately afterwards so I went to Kramer's field Mm -hmm. and I was like hey like I'm gonna FaceTime you basically she was like okay like whatever works I was like yeah "Yeah, that's what works for me today yeah I still made the effort to like get there and like that's how I know I was like okay I'm cool so you know don't need therapy anymore right (laughs) (laughs) yeah for me I feel like therapy is like budgeting you like really can't stop like once you start you really can't like it doesn't go away you just have to like (laughs) and like you think one week you're doing so well and then you you're in front of your therapist and she's like how was your week and you're like oh actually (laughs) x y and z happened I didn't like realize and yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, it's funny to see someone else that does like their counseling or therapy at work because I do the same thing. I'll like, <laughs> I'll just like go to this back little tiny, like count, uh, not counselor, uh, conference room that we have and just sit back there and like lock the door and like, hope nobody can hear me. I'm just going to be in here crying. Like, <laughs> I know all my assistants know I'm pretty open with them kind of a little bit, sort of. Um, but I'll be like, okay, going to my cry session downstairs. <laughs> they know like not to come downstairs, but there has been a few times where I'm like crying. And then like one of my coworkers walks downstairs to grab something and it's like a basement basement. And they'll yeah. be like, all right, you good? And I'm like, yeah. I'll do you like an hour. <laughs> yeah. It's fair when someone sees you crying and they're like, are you, like, are you okay? Oh, yeah. It's like, mm, I feel like you know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. how am I supposed to answer this <laughs> yeah, like look at me right now like if you want me I can come cry to you but you don't really look like you want me to cry to you right now. so like yeah. yeah you can move along my sister just sent me a meme and it was like when somebody's like crying and you're really awkward and then the guy's saying like do you do you want water <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. So, like if I'll cry he's such a dad and he'll hear me cry um I don't try to cry that much to him because it like physically pains my father. And I was having like a really bad anxiety talk about going to Valdez one time. And I'd like called him about it because I was supposed to go with him. And I'm like, hyperventilating and like crying on the phone. He's like, Oh, Nicole, I need you to stop crying right now. Like, it's just too hard for me. And I'm, like, I'm not having an anxiety attack, but it's too hard for you to hear me cry. But like, oh my gosh. It, like, it was just, I felt bad, but it was just like, 
my dad just is he's so awkward he's like ah stop or he'll like pat you on the back he's like ah, I hope you're okay I don't know what to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so Ashley you said your family moved to Texas mm-hmm. when did that happen that happened not huh so they've been taking like extended stays for the past two years but officially I think last January okay. um, is it because Chelsea yeah okay yeah and I mean both of them retired and so they needed to and I'm super happy that they did but it's just now I'm here in Fairbanks which I never thought I'd be back in and my family's not here and it's just like that's probably a trip being in Fairbanks without your family being here. Cause yeah. I feel like that's what we all tell ourselves is keeping us here. Well, and that's like the reason I came back. Is my right. parents were like begging me. And then I'm like, okay, well you guys left me, but I'm happy for them. Um, but it definitely has been really rough too. At the yeah. same time. It's really when they're not physically there, my mom and I, she's so in tune with like all my emotions, but it's really easy not to pick up the phone and call her. Or, you know, how was your day? Okay, it was good, you know? It's really easy to lie. (laughs) Yeah. You know, kind of go under the radar, I guess, which that's part of life, but it has been a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I remember last time you had somewhat recently moved back here Mm -hmm. and was just so excited to be with your family. So I that's pretty quick uh, turnaround for them to not be here. It's weird coming back as like an adult too, because all of a sudden your parents, mom and dad, I love you guys. You're fantastic. But um, all of a sudden you realize they're real human beings too. Yeah. And like they have their own shit to deal with and their own arguments. And it's just like mind blowing. Like, wait, my parents aren't. 100% perfect I'm like, yeah you know? I just had that realization that my mom well she had me when she was 30 yeah but she had Lindsay my two older sisters at 24 and 26 mm-hmm. I'm 27 and I'm like whoa I know thinking about where I'm at in life and my mom had two kids at this point and I'm like mom all you choose I'm like yeah. I don't know how y'all did it you definitely gain a lot of respect like, right. like, <laughs> the fact, like having to deal with another human and making sure like but, you know, like you're raising them with like, you know, healthy mindsets and coping mechanisms and all the things that they can, when they're our age, you know, they'll be able to handle things. I'm just like, mom, I'm just, I can't believe you guys did that with all your own shit going on. Like I cannot even yeah. wrap my head around that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of realize that your parents, when you like think what you thought of them as like adults and having it all figured out was that they were actually really just children still figuring it out day by day. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Weird. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and I have gotten that. Like I was on the last episode, I talked about how my family and I just had gotten close like recently and my mom and I have gotten so much closer in the past like three years. It's, that's good. It's crazy. And like my dad too, like I've never called my mom up until like probably two years ago, I've never called her and been like, Hey, this is what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when all the shit was going down, like when my ex and I were like going through our thing in 2020, like she was the person I was calling. Cause I kept 
having to go to her house mm-hmm. and like live with her. So she obviously had to know what was going on. And that I think opened up the door for me to be able to like really talk to her about what's, mm-hmm. you know, life and anytime something happens or if I have questions of like, how do I navigate this situation? Like instead of going to friends that are the same age as me or younger, or maybe a couple years older that are also navigating life in the same aspect, like I'm going, I can able to talk to my mom who's had experiences, you know, well, at this point, they're more of your friends, you know. Yeah. Than your yeah. I'm super thankful with the relationship I have with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Never thought I'd have a relationship with my parents, and I have a relationship with both of them. So it's pretty That's cool. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's especially as you get older when you don't have like a great relationship. It's like this. This is just never going to happen. But then when you're get to a certain point, it starts happening. You're like, oh, I guess it really can happen. Kind of like whenever. <laughs> Yeah. And I just really, I didn't even realize it was happening until probably like a couple months ago, like not even a couple months ago, it was a couple weeks ago. I'm so bad with time. Um, I was like, t- like showed one of my friends, like a picture of my mom in Hawaii. And I was like, look how badass she is. Cause you know, she does CrossFit and she's like, for someone, how old am I? 27. She's 57. She looks amazing. And I'm like bragging about her. And I'm like, wow, I never realized like how much I looked up to my mom until I was just like, bragging about her to like a bunch of people and I'm like okay yeah like I guess I really do like look up to her she's super independent but uh hate to break it to you mom you've already know this but I feel like she's also a little hyper focused on nutrition and food and stuff like that in the gym I do think it had a trickle effect on me now did I take it and run with it yes but I still have to hear her talk about it and it's hard for me and we're trying to find this line of like am I being like, quote unquote, too sensitive when I hear her talk about things? And like, do I need to just work on that trigger? Or does she need to be more sensitive to like my triggers? Right. Kind of like this, like, how do you figure it out? Like, do I need to work on my trigger? Or do you need to work on being more sensitive? It's such a hard balance. And her and I go at it sometimes. It really is. Yeah. I think that is probably the thing I struggle with the most is being extremely hyper aware of everybody who is in the same room as me yeah. and their emotions their face and but the second and now that I'm getting a little bit older and I'm working in an office full of women you hear about oh, I'm on this diet today or x y and z and it's so hard not yeah. to make that personal yeah um but I really have just had to kind of like not humble myself but like Jane Doe is talking about her new diet okay, Ashley, that has nothing to do with you. You don't need to critique her diet. You don't need to think you need to be on her diet. She's going through that. Cool. And so like, that's been a really hard thing for me. And just being so aware now, like how toxic we are in general, just in the break room, somebody grabbing food. Oh, I shouldn't eat this. Yeah. You know, I'm being so bad. It's like, yeah. okay, well, I'm struggling to eat today. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm really proud of myself for having this apple peanut butter yeah you know like and it's so it's so hard not to be sensitive and like triggered and it's just it's this weird pull and I'm like um getting emotional because I'm like just the conversations we're having is just like it is such a it is so hard to navigate your thoughts when you are surrounded by people that have no Mm -hmm. idea what they're saying is affecting you and you can't you don't want to be like, Hey, please don't say that. Cause that is effect. Like that, mm-hmm. that hurts me to like, hear you say that. Yeah. Cause then it feels like you're 
reaching for that attention or something. I don't even know how to explain that. No, it is. And it's, I think also what I'm really having a hard time too with is when people compliment you and like say, you're so like tiny or like blah, blah, blah. It's just, or even you look good. Yeah. And it's just, it's okay. But I'm also like killing myself at the same time you know and I told Jordan you know this episode's gonna be a little bit darker because I'm I'm not doing well yeah I'll be straight up I am this is the worst I've ever been yeah Um, but it's also I think what made me start therapy is I've always thought like we talked so much about hockey last time that hockey was the problem okay then I went to North Carolina I was in a bad relationship okay that was my problem I was using everything to cope with that then I came back here and there was some stuff that hit the fan. Okay, that's the problem. But now I'm at this place where I'm financially doing great. I have a great career, great boyfriend. My cats are healthy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so it's just like, why, why am I doing this still? You yeah. know? And I think that's what is scaring me the most in my life right now. It's like, I don't have anything crazy going on outside. And But I'm- do you think that maybe that is almost like, it sounds like that's almost like a bigger trigger for you to have yeah. no it chaos. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And it's something I can't put the blame on anything else. And now I think the point where I got to was, okay, nothing's going on outside of me right now. I'm doing this. And I like, I had like a breakdown and I was like, I'm still doing this. I don't know why I'm still doing this. Am I going to be, I can't imagine a life not doing this. And it's just getting progressively. Once you fall back down. It's, yeah. It's hard to get You out. keep on tumbling down and it's just, it's overwhelming. And I, my boyfriend, he is fantastic and he kind of like you know prompted me to get help and my mom obviously she's going to be a mom but like I don't know it's just it's a lot and like I don't want to cry but like it's yeah I have a great career I have a great family great boyfriend like why am I doing this you know and it's that's been what I've been like trying to figure out is how can I imagine a life without doing what I'm doing you know does it go back? We talked about, I remember we talked about identifiers <clears throat> in the last episode too. And do you think you hold an identity with your, like with Oh, a hundred percent. And I actually talked to my therapist about this last time is, I don't know if I talked about Hannah last time. Yeah. All my therapists before, and like, they always wanted me to like identify that, na- like that nasty voice in my head as like, you know, Hannah, that's my eating disorder talking to be able to like identify the thoughts. And this therapist has kind of taken that and she is trying to change my mindset that like, Hannah's not gonna go away. For the people that don't know, Hannah is like my eating disorder thoughts, but for so long I've been like, okay, I need to find out ways to shut her up, like get her out of my head, she's an intruder. And I freak yeah. out when I would have those thoughts because it would be like, Oh my God, Hannah's talking like, and freak out. And so this therapist, she has opened my mind that like, 
Hannah isn't an intruder. She is a part of Ashley. And like when she explained that, it was like mind blowing. And she was like, Hannah has been protecting you your whole life in a really aggressive way. But like your eating disorder and like OCD and like yeah, hyper everything. Like that's your coping mechanism for something else. And like that part of your brain, Hannah took over to protect you. She just took it a little bit too far, you know? And then kind of identifying, she wanted me to like identify the good things about Hannah. I was like, well, she makes me work really hard. And then my therapist is like, okay, well, maybe that's why you're doing well at your job. Okay. She makes me be nice to other people because I got to be perfect all the time. And so it's kind of figuring out I'm not going to get rid of that side of me. I need to figure out how to heal her. And we talk about it all the time, like letting Hannah know it's okay to, for Ashley to take over. And like, I'm not going to get rid of you, Hannah. Like, I feel like I sound like a little nuts right now. No, no. I get it. Like, I I get that so hard because for me, it's the body dysmorphia. Like when I just look in a mirror, like that Krista comes in my head and it's, Mm -hmm ripping me apart like and it's like specific like because body dysmorphia like the misconception is it's just like general like body image issues like you pick a spot essentially and hyperfixate on it and mine's like my midsection and it's like I could think like hey I have like great legs great butt great you know I think I'm pretty the whole thing but when it comes down to like my midsection like that is my issue so anytime I'm like Krista is like loud and pr- mm-hmm. I, w- I don't want to say loud and proud but mm-hmm. she is loud and in there mm-hmm. and when you were saying like what are the, the good things that like Krista well Hannah but for me yeah. like what are the good things that Krista does for you and it's like now I'm like having that thought process mm-hmm. I'm like okay what are the things that like yeah. Krista does because for me it's like I have to think about like it's how I look yeah so I'm like that's not even like that's a hard question to ask so <laughs> like and work. kind of realizing that my eating disorder isn't about at least for me it's not about my body it's not about truly food it's more of a side effect of how I've trained my brain and it's it's my safe place that I run to because it's safe and it's normal and it's something I can focus on when working 10 hours every single day in a super high stress job and like it's something that I can cling to and I have control of and it's mine, you know, like no one else, no one, knows. Hit, yep. <laughs> no, one no one else knows my little secret I have in my pocket, but yeah. in reality, everybody knows and everybody can tell. And I'm in a really weird place where I'm trying to be vulnerable and talk about it, but also like 70% of my brain wants to get better. And then it's that remainder that's like, you're going to trick everybody that you're doing good. You're going to do like X, Y, and Z that you're doing good, but you're not doing good. And I don't know what the end game is here. And that's the scary part, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, is the end goal? what is Hannah's end goal? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like you and your therapist like together are really trying to like find the root Mm-hmm. like the root cause instead of focusing on like the outside yeah. things and like putting band-aids over it. It's like 
let's actually, like you said, let's heal, let's figure out like the root problem and then figure out how we can heal from there. And you had mentioned it too, like starting therapy again, you're in this weird limbo Mm -hmm. of like, this is horrible. I hate this. This is the last thing I want to be doing. And at the same time, you know, it's the exact thing that you should be doing, but it's like this tug of like, do this is really hard to deal with and I can choose not to deal with it. And I know I'll be fine. Cause you know, I'll know I'll be quote unquote fine. Cause I've done it before. And then you have the other side of you. That's like, no, I'm ready to heal. I'm like ready to move on from this. So props to you for doing the work. Thank you. And it's to this point where it's like, I am so effing tired. I am so tired of every single movement that I do has a second voice. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but every single physical movement I do, if I'm handing out coffee in my head, I'm looking at my arm. Okay. Does my wrist look puffier than it's just, it's exhausting. And I feel like I'm not, I think the part that is pulling me to continue trying to heal Hannah and figure this out is like, I'm not present. I will put on a face. I'm really good at my job. I can talk to a wall. I can get a crowd of people to like me, but like, I'm not there. Like I am not present. I am not in the situation because I'm preoccupied with something else. And it's like, my therapist asked me the first time I uh, met with her this time is like, what is your end goal? And I was like, I just want to be present and I want to be spontaneous and I want to do stuff without a second intention behind it, I guess. Yeah. Like I just, just want to be in the moment. Yeah. Like that's completely my end goal. And like, I felt that I want to be able to be present, be in the moment and not be worrying about like, I moved this direction. How did my, how did my shirt fall on my, Mm -hmm. how did my shirt fall on me when I did that? Like, did it show a rule? Like, I don't, you know, and I was, we were talking before we got, before we hopped on here. And last year I spent like a a lot of time trying to heal from a very bad, it wasn't the breakup itself wasn't bad, but the just breaking up from someone I thought I potentially could have spent my life with was really hard. And so I had to kind of overcome some of the, the, the eating issues I was having and I ended up gaining, I gained a lot of, not a lot, I gained weight and having to be okay with that. Cause I had to be like, okay with eating and like not binging, just eating three meals a day. That was the goal. didn't matter what I was eating. If, if it was an apple with peanut butter, or if I went and got something from somewhere, like as long as I ate three times a day, I was okay. Mm -hmm. And so, but then like seeing myself eat three times a day and then gain weight was really hard because then it's like, well, 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 I don't know if I should be eating now. Like, I don't know if I should be eating three times a day. Maybe I should only eat twice a day. And so like getting over all of those hurdles to get myself to a point where now it's like, okay, like now I'm scared though. Cause I'm like, okay, now I want to like, okay, I'm now I'm trying to lose that weight. And that is a, a sl- that is a slippery slope. If yeah. not even like to be healthy, I'm short. I probably shouldn't, I need to lose a little weight anyway, but like, it's a slippery slope to start to try and lose weight because then it's like, mm, I know it for good intentions. Yeah. Or- 
Or if it's not going fast enough, I'm like, mm, I know a way to speed this up. Yeah. Yeah. I can make this go a little faster if I really wanted to, but like doing it with the intention of being healthy and like going to the gym, not to punish myself, but to like better myself. Yeah. And so not going to the gym for like a year, I didn't go at all last yeah. year because anytime I would go, I was, I would leave crying because yeah. I was like, I'm not as strong as I used to be. I don't look like what I used to be. Like everyone, like just worrying about what everyone around me, like looked like and was doing. And then it just was miserable and to the point where I could get to the gym and just be happy that I'm at the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I got there and like, I didn't cry going there. I didn't cry leaving there. Like I'm, I'm at the gym. I did my workout. I don't care if it was like the hardest, like maybe I just did the leg press. Like I was there and I did something and I was so proud just to do that. Yeah. And so now I'm actually like getting, going to CrossFit. I'm starting CrossFit with my mom and to do like a mother daughter thing, but also keep it in control. Like that is very much like they have everything planned out for you. You just go up, you show up and you do the workout. Mm-hmm. And then I do the diet on well, diet. I don't like that word. I do the nutrition on the side. Mm-hmm. So it's like just breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Just trying to do that. If I get hungry, I'll eat. And like trying to keep that not fall into a binging pattern. Because I, I mean, I've slipped up here and there and it, it happens, but mm-hmm. at least I'm so, I'm early enough in it that I, I can catch it and be like, okay, we're not going to go down that road. And I can call somebody and be like, hey, will you come stay the night with me? Because it, my binge happens at night. So I'll ask someone, hey, come stay the night with me you're, you're not going to binge in front of somebody. Like, I, it's just like, it's not, that's such an aggressive word, but it is disgusting. The amount of food that you can eat in a, in a sitting. And then, so if I have someone there, I'm not going to do it in front of them. And like, if I feel like I'm going to sneak out, like of my bedroom to go do it, like I'll wake them up and be like, Hey, I know you're sleeping, but like, I need you right now. I just need you to be awake. <laughs> just be awake and be kind of like, make help yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a um a sponsor through like AA. Like, yeah. 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 Um, I I think that's something that is first of all, this this in general, like I'd want to stop you guys like midway and just thank you guys both for talking about it because I don't think that this is something that gets talked about enough. Um, and I think it's I feel like it's really, really important for people to hear. So Thank you both for showing up today and talking with us. Um, but I feel like I learn, I learned so much that first time we talked. I'm learning so much now. I just there's so much, so many ins and outs of it that I feel like is so crazy. Like I mean, not cra- I don't want to use that word. It's not crazy. It's just it's very interesting that. You, I mean, this is something that you guys are going to have to deal with your whole lives. I mean, it, it people wow. who um, have a drinking problem or a drug problem or something like that, you know, um, can freely talk about it. it I, when they're in recovery, I mean, yeah. they're they're commended. That, you know, it's all these things. Like it's it's very normalized to a certain extent. You know. Um, and yes, that is also something that they would have to deal with the rest of your lives. But like, you guys can't give up food or yeah. health or, I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say because I, <laughs> I, I just, you guys have, this is tough. Like, this is a really hard thing that you both deal with on a regular basis. And 
Yeah. You're badasses. I mean, <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you're killing it in totally different ways, but I, it's, yeah, I just, I want to just really put that out there. This is just, it's, it's a lot that you guys deal with. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's a journey. Is there anything that you feel like drives you like your, I know it's kind of cliche, but like your why, right? Like you can binge, you can do these things, you can go over exercise, but there's definitely something like within each of you, even, even when it probably feels like you are feeling really weak, there's clearly something in you strong enough. That's like pushing you forward. Mm -hmm. Can you guys identify like what that is or, or why? I think mine currently is I want to be alive. I want to be alive. I want to be the person that I thought when I was 15 years old, I was going to be, and now I'm in this situation and I'm not, but truly I think not that I'm not doing this for myself, but I want to be a better girlfriend. I want to be a more present daughter, a better friend. And like, I don't want to be so consumed within myself that I feel like I'm very present in my friend's life and like in everybody else's life. But I just, for me, I just want to be whole and like, and I'm sick of not being it. And I don't know, like, I feel like I'm doing my boyfriend a disservice, my family a disservice. Like, and I know that's, myself being mean to myself but it's like I guess I just want to be real finally and like like I said present and I've had a lot of health problems within the past year um and doing all these doctor appointments it's it pisses me off I'm missing work because I can't figure this shit out and thankfully I have insurance but if I didn't what am I going to do and it's just like I'm finally seeing all the years of abuse to my body and it, one half of me, it gives me like this gross, sick pleasure, which is gross. And then the other half is like, what, like I said before, what is my end game? Is it ever going to end? Like, I think it's just, yeah, a lot of it is I just want to, my why is I want to be alive and live while I'm alive not just I'm sick of like a being a shell like just, being a shell yeah. yeah and presenting myself and I just want to be I'm gonna cuss I just want to be fucking happy like truly down deep happy and present like for yeah. everybody for myself and like you know I just yeah. that's my why is sure freaking happy I think I want to just I think I just want to, what is my why? My why is to just, I want to love myself the same way that like, I love my personality. Like I want to look in the mirror and love like what I see the same way as like, I love like who I am as a person because I do not struggle with loving who I am as a person. I'm very confident in who I am. And I, I'm a, I'm a strong personality. I don't get along with everybody, but that's okay. And like, I, like, I know who I am and I'm not going to waver from that. Like, you know, I'm not someone that's 
not going to like be open to hearing what someone has to say about something, but I just want to be able to like look at myself and love what I see as much as like, I love who I am as a person. And it's hard to like, you know, accept when like praise from people and like, you don't feel it. Like, you know, when someone says something or like, even though they shouldn't be commenting about like how we look anyways, but like when someone says like, you look good, like, I don't want my initial reaction to be like, oh, but like, I have like a double chin, like, or, but like, I look like this, you know, like, I want to be like, yes, I do look good, you're right. <laughs> I want to be able to like, have the confidence of like, how I look, like, with who I, as same as who I am. Yeah. That's actually, I was going to compliment you that. <laughs> What you just said is like, you love yourself and your personality and how strong you are. Yeah. That's what I want is how like sure Nicole is within herself. I'm like, you've always been that way. Yeah. Like you're going <laughs> to say what you want to say, make him off super nice. It may be super nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an apologetic person that I feel like I'm such a fake person. And so that's been something I've always like envied you is, you know, you know, your yeah. personality and it's just like it's like refreshing and it's nice and I I want some of that yeah (laughs) I I just yeah I just I love who I am I've never been I've always been a very blunt person like my whole life and now I do try and be a little more empathetic when I like depending on who I talk to I try and like read the situation of like I'm like uh, if someone walks into the room and their hair looks bad it's not like hey your hair looks really bad (laughs) I did that in high school with somebody like and I had no idea that like it was wrong of me to say that. Sure. I, I was just like, your hair looks like you should probably go fix it. And she was like, I was like, what did I say? Like, I don't understand what I did. I was trying to help. Like, so like I came off wrong, but yeah, I just I I don't even know like where it started of like like I think just I knew what I I know what I want in life and like I know like mm-hmm. the the qualities that I need to get there. Yeah. Also in the industry that we're in, it's it's a very much like I'm not gonna Yeah. It's yeah. it's not cutthroat, but like it is mm, it's an aggressive not, not. I feel like I feel like it's pretty yeah, cutthroat. But you know, it's just don't I don't like you don't don't demand respect from me. Like I'll yeah. give you respect, but don't demand it. That's when I that's when the bitchy side comes out real quick. Yeah. <laughs> also, um I forgot that my dog was here this literally this entire time. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> And sleeping in his office bed. Oh, sweet. His office bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cute. He has an office bed. And yeah, he's, he yeah. comes everywhere with me. Yes. <laughs> just chilling. He's like, yeah, you guys talk. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a little snooze. <laughs> I, he, he sighed and I like forgot he was in there. <laughs> down. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't the whole time. You can just lower your voice, please. I know. He's, he's spoiled. Yeah. So the episode we just dropped or the last few episodes we did were we did like a relationship series. So we talked about, um, relationships with like significant others. And we talked about adult friendship relationships. And then we also did, um, relationships with our kids. And at the very end, we had this like realization that we never really talked about the relationship with ourselves and how important, but also how hard that can be. And like, we really can't foster the best relationships like in any branch unless we are like really rooted and connected with our own relationship to ourselves so 
I just want to point out that I feel like the consensus of this is that you guys are both on like a relationship journey within yourselves. You guys are both at different points. You guys have both, you know, been at the top of the mountain and you've also been in the Valley. And I just want to say like, you are worthy of continuing that journey. And the way that you are right now is absolutely enough. There's, there's, there's nothing that you need to make yourselves whole. And we're like, definitely here to support you within that, within that relationship. Cause we all know how hard it can be completely. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> I really did like that side note, the, the adult relationships one. Yeah. <sighs> Trying to talk about boundaries with friends and like, you know, just like when it's, it's hard to make time with your friends when we're all adults now and everyone has different schedules and it's not like when we were in high school. Yeah. Well, you go to practice and then we all have time to hang out afterwards. Mm-hmm. There's like the few people that have jobs in between. And then- <laughs> <laughs> the lame ones, which was me. <laughs> Same. I worked at Old Navy and so my friends would just like come shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I was at sunrise and I, you know, they'd come by and get, you know, their food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I used to work two jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I had, I don't know why I ended up with two jobs once. And then I, I like left one and I was like, Oh no, I need two again. <laughs> I need two again. <laughs> I like things. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. Definitely working the two jobs is another coping mechanism for me. It's, yeah. I can't, I figured it out is I can't be alone with my own thoughts and I can't sit down and um, that's why I work two jobs and I feel like if I'm not being productive then I'm failing as a human being and I'm really trying like we just talked about adult relationships like with my boyfriend I know he wants me to spend time on Saturday and Sunday with him it's so hard and I'm doing that a disservice but then I can't sit still and it's just the relationship learning yeah the relationship aspect even with my friends it's a consistent struggle between hey I really need help and I need to talk about something okay I just laid something really serious on you am I being too much and that's where I'm at right now and I feel so awkward because I'll have these moments where I just completely a hundred percent honest with my mom and I cry and like just say everything like that's been building up and then she'll call me the next day and be like how are you and like she wants to talk about it and I'm yeah. like I'm fine like I was just having a moment yeah I'm like I'm good and she'll be like well do you want to talk about it yesterday I'm like no nah, I'm good and then it's and then like with my friends you know they know everything but it's like it's also that guilt consistently like Am I being too much? Are you pitying me? You know, and then with like relationship wise, it's okay. Did you say something actually offensive or am I being, am I projecting (laughs) my insecurities onto you? And it's just a consistent double sided for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a tough one for sure. The, the trying to figure out, am I, like allowed to be offended right now or am I taking it to like yeah am I projecting my own insecurities like 
figuring that out. Phew, it, I never will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a rough one. <laughs> I God bless Garrett. <laughs> he is so steady with his emotions, and I'm a freaking roller coaster. Like within an hour that we're together, yeah, I will be so high and low, and like he's just so steady. And then I'll like question, and I'm like, why aren't you reacting to anything? Like the world, yes, the world yes, is uh, on fire. <laughs> I'm the worst human being in the world, and he's just like, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm like. Do you not have feelings? It sounds like Alonzo. I'm like, he's and Steven. Please. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can you so, have a reaction, please? It's just yeah. and then I have to like pull myself back. I'm like, he's being so nice and so calm. And like, I think my other relationships, I was with guys that are incredibly outgoing and incredibly narcissistic and like the life of the party. Mm. And having my boyfriend now, he is so just he's steady, like. He is who he is. And like, it's so new for me that I think, I feel like he's in one place and I'm just running like laps around him. <laughs> and like, I'm just like, okay, what's going on? And then, I don't know. Like, and then it's questioning anything like, am I being too much? Am I, and he never makes me feel that way, but it's crazy how much your mind will convince you somebody hates you, you know? Yeah. So, you know, when they haven't yeah. even thought twice about you. And <laughs> I'll have a client at work who maybe got a little edgy with me and it will completely throw off my day. And they're not thinking twice about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the worst when you're like, they really don't give two shits, but I'm over here like stressing. <laughs> yeah, like, did I raise my voice too much on the phone? Like, yeah. <laughs> like was I rude? <laughs> people like met on the phone they just like they sound or like they'll sound frustrated and then they'll send me a text when they get off the phone they're like so I sounded frustrating like I'm not frustrated with you it's just a lot to take in and I'm like yeah trust me I get it going over a 30 page offer with somebody when they you know first time buying their house like yeah a lot to take in all at once and then just it's a 30 minute phone call and then at the end they're like okay well (laughs) I guess and I'm like well, you don't sound real positive at this point. <laughs> it's funny. And it's hard opening up to friends who have never, I mean, maybe everybody has struggled with their body, I'm sure. But yeah. Like, trying to explain, hey, I'm having a really hard day. My pants feel a little bit tighter than they usually do. I'm super sensitive to like touch and feelings and like physical sensations. And trying to be like, hey, I'm having a really bad day. And then they're just like, well, it's okay. It's just, and then you don't know what you expect out of that conversation. Like, I just recently started with my friends because we can be, it's just like a lot of the jokes lately, like memes and stuff have to do with like, my life sucks, but we're going to make a joke about it. And so like now it's like anytime someone makes a joke of like, I hate my life or anything like that, I turn around and I'll be like, what's a, like, let's say a positive mm-hmm. and like we just started this week and like the past two days like we wake up and I'm like we wake up with one thing we're grateful for and then one thing that like we like about ourselves and then we're going to bed with like what's one good thing that happened today and another good thing we like about ourselves because I made my niece do affirmations if I say Adriana let's do affirmations she goes I am so cute I am so <laughs> strong I am so beautiful and I'm like yes Adriana I get it <laughs> 
do that. And so then I'm like, well, shoot, like I don't even do that for myself. So now like we're trying to do that, like have some positiveness going on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, it's helped. And then something happens and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like all out the window. It's like, we're just in the beginning stages guys. Like, yeah. like yeah. cause I need it too. Like I wake up every day being like, wow, this sucks. Like again, but then like, I'm just like, all right, let's do it. Like might yeah. as well take it on, take it on the day. Let's go. Yeah. How many friends do you, do you have like a group text or yeah. Yeah. This is just specifically with one person or two people that I will do this with. And I think it helps us, but yeah, we have a, a girls group chat and it can be, uh, also, I think sometimes we can be a little toxic because we're all like in a depressive state. And so then like, we're kind of like feeding off of each other's depressions, which I think can be super toxic in itself. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to like, I'm the one that's kind of coming out of it right now. And so like, I'm the one that's trying to be like, okay, guys, climb on. Like, let's go. That would be, but honestly, that would be nice to have somebody like that though. Yeah. That has been through it. Yeah. It is on the up and out. Yeah. So it's really, for me in my situation is, I kind of feel like I have to pull back because I am going through such a shitty time that I'm doing to myself yeah or whatever but it's really hard to be around people that are like not that I'm jealous or any point but like you are in this amazing like relationship and just got pregnant and it's like okay well I can't figure out what how to eat lunch you know and it's just like it's embarrassing at least for me like yeah and so then I feel super embarrassed why am I complaining about such stupid stuff and yeah you know like I don't want to rain on your parade but like yeah I don't talk about it at all with anyone I'd rather like sit there and listen to someone else's like shit that they're dealing with and then like kind of like I'm like oh I can relate with you and like you know I can whatever but I'm not gonna still I have a hard time being vulnerable like oh my god it is extremely hard to actually open myself up and give that like true raw self like raw version of myself Mm -hmm. but like there's yeah it's hard to act so if you can actually talk to your friends about it like you are miles ahead of me because I got like two people I can actually like tell them exactly what I'm feeling when I'm feeling it and have them not be like it's okay like you'll get through it well and then there's that (laughs) emotional hangover too when that's a good word I do like actually say I cry and I like let everybody or whoever I'm talking to like know what's going on just like with my mom, it's like, then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, like I was drunk or something, you know, like, yeah. it's just like, that's too, much, too much emotion. Why did I say that? And now they're gonna, it's really hard for me to, like, we we're just talking about being back into therapy and, you know, trying to be talkative about it and not so secretive is now another thing I'm really struggling with is how are you perceiving me? Let's say something happened and any normal reaction, I have a normal reaction that anybody else would have in my head. I'm thinking that you're seeing my reaction as, oh, because Ashley's dealing with a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I think is, is what is like driving me insane right now is, okay, I had a reaction to something my boyfriend did that any girl would have. And then, okay. Is he gonna? And I'm not talking about Garrett right now, but like, right. is he taking me serious, or is he being like, 
like she's going through some shit like you know like you know like it's her mental illness you know and so like pitying you in a way and kind of dismissing like dismissing dismissing like your normal reaction yeah to and then it holds you back from being vulnerable because you Mm -hmm. don't want to be perceived as any reaction that you're currently having is because of your mental illness you know right and so that is really hard and I'm sure people aren't even like perceiving thinking that yeah but you're making yourself you're making yourself feel that way yeah I feel like my mom reads really far into my tone when I answer the phone I'm like (laughs) are you reading into it because you're worried about me or like I don't know it's just it's you want to be vulnerable but then you also kind of want to protect your space because you are going through so many ups and downs like one day I don't want to be here anymore like I'm not never going to do anything to myself but it's I'm exhausted I'm tired like I don't know I can't see a future not feeling this way and then the other day I'm on top of the world like great career so happy like almost like I don't want to say manic but sometimes it does feel like that you know and it's just you can't gauge your own like center line and that's hard you know because you don't even know what like I don't even know what is my personality at this point you know like you feel like you're still figuring it out yeah yeah and it's just it's a lot like yeah (laughs) I keep on saying it's a lot but like it is it's a lot yeah (laughs) trying to navigate being a grown-up now too and like having real life stuff that regardless of like your day, you still got to pay your rent. You still got to, you know, I still got to feed my cats. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah. You still have to move on with the day to day, the 24 hours. Yeah. I still have a career and I can't just not answer stuff about people's houses. Right. Yeah. I can't just not it when, yeah, I get that. Like it forced me to deal with like the day, I think, because I could, when I was, you know, and before my ex and I broke up, I was going to work at five in the morning, coming home at one, and then I'd be in bed for the rest of the day. And I wouldn't even drive myself to work. He would drive me to, he would drive me to and from work half the time because he didn't like my Malibu in the winter time. So he would drive me to and from work. I'd come home, I'd sit in my bed and I'd be there for the rest of the night. And I was so depressed and so miserable and like the whole thing. But now, yeah, that was a fun time. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to that place was really fun for a second. (laughs) Very much happy about that. But oh yeah, I'm real happy about that. (laughs) I lost my train of thought because that is is you processing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a. that was a whole whole thing to deal with at that time literally lost my train of thought just going back to that place is not well and then coming out of a relationship like you said at the last episode yeah I just Mm -hmm. came out of a four-year relationship moved back to Alaska so I get where you're at and it's kind of when you are in a relationship you do come so codependent even if you don't mean to yeah and then now suddenly who is Nicole? Yeah. And him and I, we're, him and I are in really good terms. We've had really yeah. good conversations like since then and talked about like what happened and he feel, he felt like he could have done something. Cause he yeah. was like, well, you just like laid in bed all the time. But I felt bad. Cause like, I didn't do anything to help you. 
It's like, it's not your place to help me, but also like sitting there and blatantly ignoring me all the time because like I was depressed and you didn't know how to deal with it. Instead of just asking like, Hey, how can I help you? It's not even like, I don't need you to be there and like, give me the advice. Just ask how I can help you. And I'll say, just be there. Like just physically be next to me. And like, that's all I need. I'm a quality time kind of person. Like, don't touch me. If you touch me, I'm not going to be friends with you. Like just be physically present with me. And like, that's okay. And like, I don't know. I've had a wild, like, two, like year and a half, I, two years. Like last year is when like the real growth happened. Mm-hmm. 2020s and all the bullshit happened. And then yeah. 2021 was a lot of growing. And I felt like I really have come far. It's still, I still feel like I'm in the middle of the hill. Still feel like I'm climbing up. Like I got over my, like my, like disordered eating hill. And then like the binge eating I got over. And then like, now I'm looking at my body dysmorphia mountain and I'm like, okay, I've tackled like the smaller things. And now I'm like trying to tackle the big thing. Mm-hmm. And like that comes and goes in waves. I went to Hawaii in November, like end of November to beginning of December. And I wore a bathing suit, like a bikini. And I normally cannot, the thought of it will make me cry. And so like, I got into a bikini that whole week, didn't think twice about it. Just like put it on, didn't look in the mirror and just went. Yeah. And I like didn't cry the whole time. I wasn't freaking out. Like, of course I was doing little things here and there, like really making sure I was like laying flat or like either way. So like yeah. nothing happened, you know, but like I was still out there in a bathing suit and that's just like leaps and bounds from where I was at. Like previously, like yeah. hating being in a bathing suit at my family vacation. Yeah. Like for what it's, I'm around family. I'm not oh. seeing anyone. <laughs> you know, how many good moments were you not present? And, yeah, exactly. And because then, I was so focused on what I looked like. Which, or like and it's crazy. My sister, I can't remember how long ago she said something to me. I think like two summers ago or something, we were at Chino Lakes. And I was telling her I was having a really insecure day. And my stuff has never been about how I physically look. It's how I physically feel, I guess. Um, I told her I was just like really struggling. And then she just like pointed to some woman in the water. And she was like, what do you think about her? And like, she was an average human being. And I was like, I don't know. I like this one suit. She's like, <laughs> okay. Like, what do you think about her body? And I was like, I don't know. Like, she looks good. Like, she looks fine. Yeah. And then she's like, they're thinking the same about you. You know, like no one really gets yeah. that shit. And it's so hard to kind of point yourself that, though, out. Yeah. It's like, it's really scary to think about, but it's kind of awesome to think about. No one cares. Yeah. yeah. No one truly cares. I don't want this to sound like morbid, but no one cares about you as much as you, you yeah, care about yourself, yourself and like yeah. all your little things. And like, and I can think back yeah. to all the moments where like I deemed myself like, like to look right. And like those, those years and those moments, like I don't have a lot of memories from because majority of my focus was on eating or like the way I looked and mm-hmm. it wasn't even about like what was going on so like to say like you didn't feel present like I totally can resonate with that because like yeah. those years like I don't I cannot remember like all the good times because I know I was just too focused on what I looked like mm-hmm. yeah sucks but it is what it is yeah and what another one of like my end goals is I just want to one of actually okay hold on my therapist has made a challenge for me is I eat the same thing every single day it's habitual it's easy easy. I don't think twice about it um it makes me not feel like I'm under eating or I'm overeating it's just steady 
and she um, made this challenge where my boyfriend gets to choose anything that we're going to eat and he's not going to tell me what it is like until we get home and so I can't prep for it during the day I can't eat less because I know we're going to have yeah and so that has been really helpful and that is one of my end goals is even if I ate like a full meal today of everything like maybe I ate more than usual if somebody asked me to get ice cream at four o'clock like okay cool we're doing that we're making a memory like I don't care about yeah the food you know like so many things are just about the experience and I feel like I've robbed myself a lot of that and I've robbed like my family I've robbed a lot of people of like having full-on experiences and like yeah I just I remember even when I was younger and I didn't know what I was so upset all the time about is I'd throw these like tantrums and it's because I didn't have control and I didn't feel in control it's like how many good moments have I missed and like yeah I don't want to anymore I realized I had never gone on like on a true date date like where someone took me out to dinner and like for the first time I had met them and stuff like that and until this year mm-hmm. and it's like a lot of it is like when anyone asks me like hey like do you want to go go get dinner like to flirt like you're flirting you're asking me on a date and my immediate response is no I will not go get dinner with you my first time meeting you and you expect me to eat in front of you <laughs> like uh, oh no 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 good try that was cute, that was cute. <laughs> well this yeah. kind of that kind of brings up a question that I have for both of you um just when you are dating or when you're like meeting or even just meeting someone for as a friend for the first time you're hanging out for the first time at what point or like when do you feel the need to to explain to them what you deal with um, I don't so this is actually <laughs> a big thing for me is in my last relationship I didn't even know that I had my problems it kind of happened while I was dating him and then it got worse and so it almost felt like I, I don't want to say like, it felt like he thought that I like tricked him and all of a sudden I have all these problems and he's like, no, oh, this isn't the girl I thought I had. And yeah. so that was really hard. And so being here and moving back, I made myself be single for two years almost. And it was because I was so not okay with myself. And so I wasn't going to do the same cycle that I did and be so dependent on somebody for like my feelings yeah like that and so I think when I started talking to Garrett like I knew him in high school but like he was a little bit younger than me and like we never talked or anything and I think one of like the first conversations I had was hey I have these problems and like I'm not gonna do the same shit I did in my last relationship I have this take it or leave it you know and like I provided him with the podcast everything Mm. and I was like hey I did this work like I've talked about it here are some articles either educate yourself because I can't you know like that's the frustrating part is like the education side of it and getting someone to like actually understand what you're talking about and so this time I did it straight up because I just never wanted to feel the same way as I did in the last relationship and I think it's been good I mean obviously there's been ups and downs and I think I've put more pressure on him 
to help me and to make me feel good, which, you know, isn't yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, and so I did it this time straight up and it's been really helpful. And I think I'll continuously do that to people. Not that I'm going to date somebody else, but you know, like with friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't pretend to be anybody that I'm not. And like, I'll talk about it if you ask me and at work, people will talk about it to me. Yeah. I'm not going to just straight up like, Hey, my name is Ashley. I have a really bad eating disorder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy first day. Have, yeah. <laughs> but like, definitely being more open with it in relationships is I think the only way I can be. I feel like I'm definitely, that's just such a vulnerable state for me to like, Oh, like outright being an initial conversation mm-hmm. to say that to somebody I feel like when it comes up it comes up and then I'll talk about it like in the moments where I'm getting dressed in the morning and I'm having a hard time finding something to wear like I might express that to them and like yeah like I cannot find anything to wear when they say like I'm like and this is like why like I just struggle and then it kind of opens the door and like I'm not if they ask me questions about it then they ask me questions on it and I'll be able to help them but if they don't ask questions about it like for me it's almost like a write-off like I keep my circle very small. And if you, if I say something that vulnerable to you, like, oh, I struggle with body dysmorphia and like, you don't even care to ask, like, what is that? Your initial response is okay. There's a good chance I'm going to write you out for that because I don't, I need someone to care, you know? And so that's like unfair to people because that might be like intimidating to them or they don't even know what it is. But if there's got to be like a level of care from somebody in order for me to open up to them and like be that vulnerable with them yeah so that's it's hard for me and I get what you're saying and I also think it's hard for them to give you that care yeah they don't know you know yeah I know it's so hard such a hard complex between women are always gonna we've been bred to feel shitty Shitty about ourselves you know regardless no matter and so it's like to me at least yeah no letting them know like hey I may freak out at some point and like it may be because of some shit you did or it's me you know like you yeah let people know I know uh, I get where yeah. you're at right now it's like I'm struggling so bad and I'm putting on this like front that I'm doing well but like why can't you see that I'm drowning it's because you're really yeah. good at faking it <laughs> <laughs> It's, that is something yeah. that eating disorders and anything to do with any, any yeah. disorders, you learn how to fake it and you learn how to present yourself and you learn how to be the happiest person in the room. And like, I know there's such like cheesy Facebook quotes that like the happiest. Oh, I love cheesy. I love cheesy. Yeah. Quotes. But like the happiest people struggle the most and like the mm-hmm. nicest people struggle the most. And that's really freaking true. Like, and the funniest people have the most trauma. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like, I think because you have gone through so much and you have those internal feelings at least for me it makes me really hyper aware of everybody else's facial expressions yeah somebody just said something to one of my coworkers. I'm watching how they just reacted and like that's also like me trying to project and like take care of everybody else so I don't have to like take care of yourself yeah and it's I'm if they said that to me, I would have that reaction. So he must be having that reaction. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'd be offended. He has to be offended. But yeah. I think in relationships from here on out, I'll be really open and honest because I'm not going to be made to feel like I'm crazy and 
I don't yeah. want to be in. And one thing that attracted to me my to my boyfriend is we had really freaking deep talks like the first few times and like he's gone through some pretty traumatic things too and like that was one thing I was like holy shit this guy can talk about like depression and mental illness and like yeah he doesn't have this persona that he is this cool cool dude cool dude that is like has his shit together it's like no he understands like and that is one thing that truly like when we have those conversations I was like this is new like, this is completely new and this is awesome and like it's scary but it's good you know yeah I you know we're already in a group text on you know setting this up so I mean feel free anytime you know if you just need someone to listen appreciate yeah. that yeah same here you know and it's nice to have those people that you can do that and you know at the end of the phone call it's done you yeah Oh, you got it out. That's it. Yeah. That is nice to know. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you again having us on. This is always a, like a little therapy session in itself. Well, and I feel like you guys are kind of the first people to talk about hard stuff in fear banks, you know? Yeah. Like there's so many triggers and things here. And like you guys are the first person to bring it up in not a negative or condescending way. Like, yeah. You know, like maybe you don't relate to somebody, but you guys are the first people, I think, really, truly to kind of. It's nice to, yeah, it's nice to talk about the mental health side of things. Yeah. And it's not like. You guys are normalizing it. Yeah. Which helps a lot. Which I feel like makes the free conversation that we have here. Cause like mm-hmm. this conversation, like I wouldn't just like go out and have with like a friend, like even like just like an acquaintance. I shouldn't say a friend. Like yeah. I'd have this with like some of my girlfriends, but. Like so, no, to people like you know, like, like to be like people like I, you know, I know you guys, but it's not like I'm hitting you guys up to hang out and like sure. I come here and so openly and honestly talk about like what's going through my head and like the struggles that I've been dealing with and like, yeah. like to be this vulnerable and like knowing how it's like extremely hard to get me to open up to anyone like, yeah, it's a comfort feeling. You know, like, you guys bring comfort to it in like a safe space. Good. That's good to hear because we definitely like want you guys to feel seen, but also, you know, even more than you guys, we want everybody listening to feel seen because the -hmm. fact is you're not alone in those struggles and in those, you know, um, mental health narratives or whatever you're not. Yeah. We need like, we need people to know that, that they're not alone on the other end of this. So we appreciate you guys, um, just being honest and transparent, even when, you know, you, don't feel like there has been a lot of progression but in reality there has right so thank you yeah no thank you guys yeah like the whole the whole the whole thing the podcast you know is just to hear other people and make sure that other people feel heard and seen and we're not alone you guys are not alone and yeah thanks for being such a big part of it thank you thank you for having us (laughs) I really like this little crew. Well, I will probably wrap it up here. Do you want to, you guys want to say where everyone can find you social media wise or not? Either way is fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, N Swaffer or Nicole Swaffer dot Realtor on Instagram. Perfect. And I'm A Wilkes 
zero one on Instagram or me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook yeah. Too, yeah. yeah. I would say I'm probably more active on Facebook, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like anytime I try to say like what our Facebook is, I'm like, just search mental maintenance. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're bound to found, find it at some point. Yeah. Really, if anybody is listening and doesn't understand what they're going through or like, this is how kind of Nicole and I have reconnected. Yes. I'm here to listen just like I know all three of you guys are. So. Yeah. Awesome. If anybody reaches out with questions, would you guys be willing to, um, either us bring those questions to you to then bring back to them or get you connected with anybody. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Cool. Awesome. I know what I needed when I was going through yeah. the darkest times and yeah. Even just need someone there to recognize, like, to be like, yeah, I see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Cool. This was fun. Thank you guys. This was seriously, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. Like probably since you guys left. Right, two years ago, three years ago. So, oh, okay. So, I'll just give a little tiny cute story from after your first episode. Um, it was so early on in in the podcast, and I, after you guys left, you know, we were in person, we were all at Alaska at the building, and um, after you left, I think both Jordan and I just immediately got into our cars and then voice memoed each other and was just like oh my gosh that went so good like I'm so <laughs> stoked right now I'm like on such a high like this feels great I'm so happy like I feel like yeah. that was the first episode like where we were just like we are doing a great thing like I'm so happy yeah. with what we're doing I agree I'm very happy for you I'm very happy you guys have and you guys are hitting good topics too it's not just like I don't know the the relationship ones for me were they were the they were some good ones. Thanks. Cool. That's good to know. Sometimes we're like, are we is just like, <laughs> is anybody out there? <laughs> it's good. It's nice to have feedback. Yeah, definitely. And even me, like this makes me feel in the right direction. You know, so thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, Jordan, do you want to tell them where they can find us? Oh gosh. <laughs> Search mental maintenance podcast anywhere, everywhere. We'll come up. No, I think we're MM. Nope. Is that right? <laughs> MM podcast. We wow. are mental M podcast <laughs> on Instagram. Yes. But just search us everywhere else. On, I just searched it. <laughs> okay. Mine's podcast on Instagram. <laughs> If anybody wants to find me, it's complicated. You won't find me, but it's, <laughs> it's Torres J misses, but you have to spell J J A A Y because of my and, and I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to change it to make it easier. Okay. <laughs> and mine is super easy. It's at Denise Serino on Instagram. <laughs> well, thank you right. guys. And, uh, we love you guys. And I guess we'll see everybody next time. Thank you, thank you, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.